Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today I have a treat for you. I have a real expert, someone who is engaging and dynamic and smart. She speaks at events. She's got a podcast. She's written books. She's all over the place. And what's interesting and what I love about my guest today, Allie Boyd, is that she's not just the typical e-commerce guru, right? She works with agency owners and marketers and local businesses. And so she's going to have a fresh perspective, a unique outlook on some really important topics that each of us need to master or that each of us need to have someone on our team who has mastered. And so we're going to talk about uh, audience building and content creation. We're going to talk about list building. We're going to talk about building great offers and things you don't know about offers. And this is going to be a bit of a smorgasbord of marketing goodness that you can take and apply to your business. So before I, I welcome her on, I'm going to give a, a brief bio now. Uh, Al and I met just recently. We were in San Diego at TNC, and I was talking to Michael Stelzner. Shout out to Michael Stelzner. What's up, man? Uh, social media examiner, social media marketing world. And uh, so Michael and I are chatting, and then Allie comes up. And Michael said, hey, do you know Allie? And I said, I don't know Allie, but I've seen Allie speak, and I've seen her. She's all over the socials. And so we met there, hit it off. We're like, hey, let's do some podcasts. And so, so here we are. But uh, Allie is the founder of Allie Boyd Media, a marketing agency and consultancy working with locally based businesses, marketing agencies, uh, marketers, uh, and, and small businesses. She helps her clients and students increase revenue by leveraging paid ads, content marketing, effective sales processes, and automated systems that make you money. She's the host of the Marketing Inc. podcast. Uh, spoiler alert, I am on uh, an episode there, so check that out. Uh, she's a Facebook and Instagram ad expert, seven-figure entrepreneur, ClickFunnels 2 comma club, shout out to uh, Russell Brunson, and she's been featured in Forbes, Social Media Examiner, Digital Marketer, Smart Marketer, and more. That's quite a bio. Allie, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on, and uh, how's it going? Thank you so much for having me. Yes, what an introduction. Excited to be here. Like you said, I do not specialize in working with e-commerce companies, but truly what I try and focus on are things that apply to all businesses and that every business out there really needs to know. The question is, how do you implement that for the specific type of business that you have? And I definitely have seen some of these concepts uh, not necessarily be taken advantage of with e-commerce brands specifically. So excited to dive into those with you today. Yeah, I love it. And, and I do enjoy occasionally bringing on a, a real expert, a real pro to the show who you know, e-commerce e is not their only game, and that's where you live, right? You play in a lot of different spaces, but good marketing, good marketing principles apply to different businesses. And I think sometimes a great breakthrough or a, an unlock that you may have in your business often comes from out, either outside your business or from just taking a, a unique look or unique angle at things. And so excited to dive in. Um, let's just dive right in and talk about offers. So... What is it, because you mentioned to me like, hey, I don't think e-commerce brands are great at creating good offers or even creating offers at all. So yeah. what advice would you give to the e-com brand out there uh, about creating good offers? So I think probably the biggest misconception that I see across the board with the different types of businesses that I work with, which like you said, small business owners, I do work with some e-commerce businesses. Um, 
marketers, agencies, coaches, consultants. Like I, I kind of see a lot of different industries out there up close and personal. And I have found pretty consistently that offers are one of the most misunderstood or not understood at all concepts in marketing. Yet it is the single most important thing, in my opinion, because without a good offer, it doesn't matter how great your ads are. If people don't want what you're selling, if you're not giving them a reason to be interested or to be interested right now, they're not going to pay attention. And so where a lot of people really fall flat is they spend all this time and energy focusing on the platforms and the technical and the creative and the copy and the funnel, but they don't spend any time on the offer. And so when things aren't working out, they continue to like try and tweak these things that maybe were actually fine to begin with if they just had a better offer. And so it's this vicious cycle. So at the end of the day, an offer is not your product and service. It's how it's packaged, how it's presented, how it is going to engage that that end potential consumer and say, hey, this is something you should take advantage of now. This is not something you should sit and wait on. And I think that's even more important for e-commerce businesses than for most local or small businesses or service-based businesses because in general, e-commerce companies at least believe they have a shorter buying cycle where somebody's going to see my ad and maybe I've got like seven to 30 days to nurture those people. Whereas I think the mindset is a little bit different in service-based businesses where that window of opportunity tends to be larger. And so you've got to take advantage of the moment. So I think the biggest issue that I see with e-commerce specifically on offers is they don't focus on gated content or lead magnets. Mm. So they're not really mm. focused on building the list. The list, it doesn't matter what kind of business you have. It's one of the most valuable assets that you own because there's only so much you can say to someone in an ad. There's only so much you can share. Maybe it's one product or service that you want to present on the front end, but maybe you have a whole host of things you could provide to them outside of that. They're not going to get to know those things if they're not on your list and if you're not actually nurturing that list, which I know we'll probably talk more about as we get into this. But being able to create gated content offers is step number one for just about everyone. And I do think that historically e-commerce businesses feel like this doesn't apply to them as much as a small business. They're like, I don't need leads. I need right. purchases. Right, right. Well, and of course that's true for all of us, but you know, a lead can make a purchase. That's the exactly. goal. Exactly. Yeah. And so let's unpack this a little bit. So I, I do think that the most e-commerce brands, you know, they, they, they focus on headlines, whether it's search or display or, or an ad on Facebook, or they focus on the opening of their video ad, whether that's YouTube or social or whatever. And, and some of the benefits that the product brings, right. But then the only offer is like buy it, you know, buy it now, yeah. and, and often buy it at full mm -hmm. price, which is not bad. I, I'm I'm a fan yeah. of getting full price uh, whenever you can. But but what would be some of your recommendations? And so you talk about gated content, lead magnets, mm -hmm. tripwires. Oh, you may not have said tripwires. There's something that goes with it. But uh, what what, what yeah. would some of the uh, offers look like? And and mm -hmm. why are you structuring these offers that are not a just buy the product? Yeah, for sure. So your gated content offers or your lead magnets, they serve one purpose. And that is to typically 
hook somebody that may not be ready to buy or maybe they need more information. It also could be for somebody that's product or problem unaware. Mm -hmm. If somebody's not aware that they have the problem that your product solves, you will not get them to buy. It's, you know, they have no use for it, at least in their mind. So using a good gated content offer can hook somebody who has the need, they have the problem, they have the interest in this piece of content, you can get them in on the back end and then sell the solution to that problem. So it could be a like a video tutorial. You know, it again depends on what you sell, but like let's say that you sell um, handheld massagers, okay? You're selling this product, but your product is solving a problem which is helping people with pain. So if I'm somebody with pain, what type of information would be relevant to me? Well, it could be a, you know, five ways to reduce your pain naturally type of video or PDF or something like that. You know, you're selling a natural pain relief product. I get somebody that has the problem. I get them on my list. I could even send them directly to that product in the funnel itself. I don't have to wait until they're on the list. I just hook them on the front. Then I present the solution. So that is somebody who's typically going to be more problem unaware or just not quite there yet in terms of being willing to buy. So you mentioned tripwires. So tripwires are a great example of a loss leader. A loss leader is going to be that first step in the right direction. Something should be useful. It should not be the whole enchilada though. So for example, if I'm this, you know, this massager company, maybe I have like a little mini massager, you know, or maybe I have a low cost heating pad or something like that. So where it's not my core product that I want to sell, but it does still solve the problem in some way, but it doesn't, it doesn't give them everything they're ever going to need. So what I could do is I could have an offer that is a very aggressively priced first step type of product. So you're right. You shouldn't feel like a discount on your core product is the only type of offer. Nobody wants to discount you know, their core products and services, and that's understandable, but you don't have to, you know, you can discount something that is not your core product and service. So find a product that you've got really good margins on. That's one option to where you can afford to go really aggressive on the price or something that, you know, historically is a first step purchase for your buyers. What's that thing that gets them in the door and then you sell them more on the back end? Sometimes it might actually be just your core product. Maybe you only have one core product. In that case, it could be kind of a, a, a teaser or a yeah. taste test. So for example, there is a company called Relief Factor that is like a natural pain, you know, it's like a vitamin pain reduction type of brand. They have a 21-day quick start kit, okay? That's their... That's their loss leader, essentially. So it's a very aggressively priced three-week pack because they have shown that three weeks is what it takes for the average person to start feeling the results and the relief, which that's a really important component. You want to make sure you can actually provide some sort of benefit inside of that, that window or that product that you're offering so that they'll want more. But they price this at like $19.95, okay? Their, their, their month of vitamins, though, is almost $90. Yeah. 
So it's a definitely a discount, but it's only for that first month. And it's not a whole month. It's only three weeks. So it's a very specifically packaged offer. They know that people in kind of like the pain relief space tend to be skeptical because they've probably tried a bunch of things. Maybe they haven't really found relief from anything. And so if they were to just say, you know, buy my subscription-based $90 per month vitamin pack, probably going to be some crickets there. Like, it's just not that exciting. And it's also kind of asking a lot before you have shown any result for that person. So their 1995 three-week quick start allows someone to try this product with very little risk. It gives them a window of time with that product that they can see results. And then they get you on the monthly recurring subscription. I myself got suckered into this offer. I wouldn't call it suckered in because it's a great product. Had I not tried it and had I not gotten results from it, I would never have spent $90 a month on this pain relief vitamin, but I have, and I've referred other people to it along the way. And now I'm, you know, telling you about it because I think it's a great offer. So that's a good example of a product-based loss leader. And yes, you are discounting your core product, but if you believe that your product is good and you want to get it into the hands of people who need it, that can be a great solution, especially because that specific company, they don't make their money on the first purchase. They make it on the recurring sale. So that's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a one and done type of purchase? If so, that's not going to be your best type of offer, but are you a recurring revenue business? And if you are, that could be a good offer for you there. I love it. So I want to add a couple of things to that because I love that example. And I've got a few others that kind of tie into it. So I think that there, there's a there's a distinct advantage if you sell a consumable, right? Like the like the pain relief or any kind of supplements, food based things, makeup that's mm-hmm. consumable. Uh, great client that we worked with for years now, Live Bearded. Shout out to the boys, uh, Mink and Spencer at Live Bearded. But they have a great irresistible offer that's just crushing it right now. It's their 24 top 24. I always want to say flavors, but it's actually scents, mm-hmm. not flavors. Mm-hmm. Don't eat your beard products, right? This, this is, this is scents, but uh, 24 top scents shipped to you like in little sample thingies. Um, plus you get a $10 gift card and it's only 10 bucks, right? So it's like, wow, hey, you can just try our best stuff, just little samples and you get a $10 gift card. And so mm-hmm. they're getting a huge take rate, right? The high percentage of conversions there. And then once people get that, now they've got an email sequence and follow-up sequence to get them to go and spend that $10 they just got in the gift card and, and to buy more than that, right? Mm-hmm. Get the subscriptions and things. So I love yep. that. And it's not the core, core product because you're not just saying, here's my beard product. I'm giving you 50% off. It's here's some yep. samples, right? Try it. Just try it mm-hmm. before you commit. And then when you go to buy it, you're going you're gonna to pay a full price. And I would, I would argue that the, the supplement is the same, right? It's not a full month. It's a it is. week and it's like the quick start kit. So it's, yep. you're getting the kit for a discounted rate. So I love that. I also heard a long time ago, I think it was made from Jbrand back in the day, that that um, if you sell a service, right, and this could be like in your world, it could be coaching or information or it could be a you know service, you know, plumber or whatever. Um, if you sell a service and you want to do a freebie or a giveaway, give away a product, right? But if you're in a if you are in a product business, then and you want to do a freebie or some kind of deal, 
giveaway information or a service, right? Because you don't want to discount or cheapen your core thing. So if I'm selling that massager, and by the way, I love the percussive therapy devices like Theragun. I don't own a Theragun, I own uh, some other stuff. But I yeah. could, like that, those things, do you, have, do you own one of those devices? Is that the kind of handheld massage you're talking about? Uh, those, and then I also, I pretty much own like any type of massaging, heating pad, pain relief device out there, honestly. Yeah. So, uh, I like the percussive therapy devices. I tweaked my back one time on a trip, um, surfing and I say with the same with a buddy of mine, I'm a terrible surfer, but I like to do it. And, uh, I was like, I was like, man, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm, I threw my back out. I'm done. I didn't throw it out, throw it out, but I just, I thought I was done. And he's like, Hey, try yeah. this. Let me use this Theragun. And my wife was like using it on my lower back and, and I surfed the next day. It was crazy. Um, so it wasn't a major injury, but I, I felt off. But I think you could take yeah. something like that and say like and, and package up different uh, information bundles for, you know, for athletes and for, for leg pain, back pain, shoulder pain, whatever, mm -hmm. stress, uh, stress induced things. You, you start packaging up information or offers on, hey, here's how to treat this type of pain. And oh hey, and then here's how our device does that. So anyway, just want to kind of throw Absolutely. that out there. But but I love I love where we're going here with with offers. And I think you had a couple more things you were gonna share there. Yeah. So you know another type of offer is the product preview offer. This is really where I sometimes see e-commerce businesses getting it right. But honestly, there's still a lot more room for improvement. So this is if you are presenting that product to somebody who th they know they want it. They want that core thing, but you kind of just want to get them to buy now and you want them to get something that's maybe higher in value or to purchase a little bit more. So a great example of a product preview is a bundle. So a bundle offer, it's not discounting anything. Maybe you give them a percentage off of what it would be if they bought those things yep. individually. Yep. But part of the beauty of bundles is, you know, removing the confusion, removing the choices that somebody has to think about when it comes to buying that product. Because when there are a lot of choices, people oftentimes they won't buy anything because they don't know what's right for them. So, you know, for example, you could do like a, a skincare bundle if you sell skincare products and you could do it for like the person with dry skin. Maybe you've got one for somebody with oily skin. Maybe you have one for somebody with acne. You know, you have these different bundles with different products, but they've already been prepackaged for that person. So you're, you say, oh, the, the dry skin, um, you know, skincare regimen bundle and I get it cheaper than I would if I bought them individually because I'm buying them together and maybe you throw in something special like a, a loofah or a you know a, a rag or something that goes along with that as a nice little thank you well I'm spending more because I'm not buying one product from you I'm buying multiple but I'm feeling like I got a great value and you made the decision really really easy for me it could also be something like a buy one get one whatever price, you know, it could be 50% off or it could be something for free, or you could do a buy three, get one free. So it's anything that is an added value on the back end, but they have to buy the core thing that you want them to buy in order to receive that. So that can be great for holiday stuff because, you know, we're talking about people who need to buy gifts for a lot of people in their life. So you can incentivize them to buy all those gifts from you. If, if, if you want to make holiday shopping easier, let me just 
get all the gifts that you need right here. I'm going to give you a price break for doing all your shopping with me, which you should. And, and I'm going to give you a discount on shipping because you are getting everything from me as opposed to multiple places. So I worked with this one e-commerce business that did really, really well. They did natural like body products, bath products, different things like that. And so they created some cool bundle offers on the front end. So things like uh, the new mom box was one of them. You know, these are products that anybody could have used, but it's specific to an avatar, somebody who needs to relax. They need a little self care. So it, it also makes it easy to gift those things because if I see something that says the new mom box, I'm like, oh, I know someone who just had a baby. Let me get them the new mom box. I never would have thought of that if I'd just seen these products right. standalone. You would not have ever considered you that. Thought of it like the you would have put together a little bundle on your own, right? And that's what I love about this. Exactly. The bundle is really about convenience, right? Where you're, you're, mm-hmm. you talked about it. You're removing the, the need for someone to think. And I think people mm-hmm. expect bundles to be reduced price, and that doesn't cheapen the brand. Right, because we all know, like absolutely, bulk discounts. You get bulk discounts on tickets or other things. Like bulk discounts just apply, right? So I think you can you can discount yes. a bundle, and people are not worried about it. it doesn't cheapen the brand, but yeah, love this, love this advice. So that so the new mom box, love it. So yeah, yeah, and then they also had a coworker box. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, a coworker box. What is that? It's just products to show a coworker that you care, but it makes you want to give that gift that you would not have given otherwise necessarily. And so then, on top of that, for they for their holiday offer, they had a buy three get one free, and this is you know, a higher, a higher dollar bundle already. So, you know, they could be anywhere from like 60 to I think $90. So you were buying a bundle that was already an offer in and of itself. But then if you bought three of those bundles, you're an even more valuable customer to them, but then you were going to be able to get that fourth one free either for somebody else as a gift or, you know, for yourself, if you wanted to have that that little extra, you know, holiday gift for just you. I love this so much. And this, this is, I like that we're talking about offers here because uh, a lot of people stop short of getting the deal closed, right? It's kind of like to use a quick fo- football analogy. Are you a football fan, Allie? What, what's, what's your sport of choice? Golf. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so this, I'll, let's make a golf analogy. So I was about to make a football analogy, but let's make a golf analogy. So, I used to play golf in high school. I was on the golf team, mainly because the golf coach liked me and mainly because I could crush the golf ball. I could, but my short game was terrible. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's, it's like this is fun part, right? You go to the driving range, you try to yeah. Happy Gilmore it for those that are too young. Actually, most people listen to this for sure uh, know who Happy Gilmore is. But anyway, doesn't matter if you get on the green in two and then you four putt, right? Which is, I've, I've done that before, right? So it's like, um, a lot of times we focus on the fun stuff like headlines and audiences and some of these things. And those are kind of fun, but the offer, yeah. that's what sinks the putt, right? That's what gets it in the hole. Exactly. That's what get, allows you to cross the goal line to use the football analogy. But a lot of times we stop short, we stop short of that. And um, so getting the offer right can really be an unlock, a game changer because you know, I, I love, I'm a traffic guy, right? So I love top of funnel, YouTube, performance max, Google ads, uh, Amazon ads. Um, 
when you have the right offer, the right offer that can increase conversion rates, it can change the game. It changes the math on your ads, right? I know you're a big Facebook person. Absolutely. Right? So if you get the right offer, you can really scale your marketing efforts. If you have a meh offer, you're going to be stuck. You're going to be stuck at a certain spin level. So love that we're doing that. In, any final thoughts on, I know we could talk offers all day, but any final thoughts there? Otherwise, we'll move on to the next topic. Uh, yeah, just one final little um, golf analogy. They say you drive for show and you putt for dough. For dough. It's exactly. Same concept, yeah. you know. Th this is where the real money is made if you can get it right. So, so great I'm just analogy curious there. if you and I went to Top Golf, who's winning the drive contest? I'm, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if you might beat me. Yeah. You seem. Okay. <laughs> You know, I, I've got some good drives, but I'll say, like, you know, my short game is, is pretty strong if most of the, the time. I'm pregnant right now. Top golf, I'm. I'm pregnant right now. I've got like this, real golf. I'm I've got this uh, this little obstacle in my way when I try and golf right now, so it's a challenge. But yes. yeah, in general, I'm, I'm pretty good at driving, but my short game is is where I try and improve the most. And for those that can't see, because you're mainly, you know, obviously you're listening, you can't see, but you're, you're pregnant right now. Yeah. yeah. And when, when do you do? January the 5th. So January coming fifth, right up. So depending on when this comes out, yeah. like any time. Okay, cool. Uh, awesome. Absolutely. Yep, yep. So let's talk Let's talk a little bit about audience building because it's something you're great at. and and uh, But I think a lot of e-commerce brands are not. So what are kind of some of your top audience building tips and why is it important? Yeah, I think every business needs to focus on audience building and it does also tend to get pushed on the back burner. Everyone wants to go straight to cold traffic. They want to exist and rely on cold traffic. And while it's true, if you can crack cold traffic, you have endless opportunities. But that is not necessarily going to be the highest value customer, the best um, and most loyal, long-term customer. So we find that with the warm audiences, your cost per conversion, your cost per acquisition go down significantly. Your customer acquisition costs are just way better in general. Your conversion rate to that back-end sale or that core offer that you want to sell are much, much better. So this can kind of be your bread and butter. Let's say, you know, times are, are tough for a month or so and you need to cut your ad spend down. Well, you can cut out your cold traffic and you can rely on your warm traffic if you've got it and still do extremely well. So it's just a more efficient way to spend your budget. But again, most people, they never focus on it. Even those who might have some good audience building elements going on, they never take advantage of it. They're not really running traffic to their warm audience consistently. And this is where you can build a relationship with people online as if they know you. And I don't care if you're a product-based business or a service-based business, people buy from brands that they like and from, you know, leaders that they like. And so you want to do this. So video, always the best, easiest way to go because it's cheaper. The platforms, they, they like video. They know that their consumers like video. And so they will allow video to get out there easier in terms of cost per thousand, like you're just always going to crush it with video. The problem is most people, if they're just going for like a video views type of optimization, 
you're not really going to see the conversions there. And, and that's okay. It's not the point of those ads. So you have to know there are certain ads that are there for audience building. There are certain ads that are there for conversions, but you know, even a couple of dollars a day on your, your audience building video ads is going to go a long way in reducing your customer acquisition costs when it comes to those offer focused ads. So videos that again, tie into that problem that your end consumer has taking them from problem unaware to problem aware from problem aware to solution aware solution aware to your solution aware and then hitting them with that amazing offer so everybody's going to be at kind of a different stage of their levels of awareness but you kind of want to have something out there for everyone the people who are not yet aware like let's take the the theragun for example Maybe there are people that they just don't really know that there are people who live without pain. You know, maybe they just kind of like, they know they have a problem. I think that's kind of a, a given. Most of those people are going to be problem aware, but maybe they don't know that there really is any solution that's viable for them. You've got to start presenting those people with some solution focused content the people who are solution focused. So let's say we know that a handheld massager could be a good solution. Well, okay. Now let's present you with some Theragun content, yep. the different, the different ways better? that Theragun exactly. And like, you know, what types of pain does it help? How does it work? So it could be like actual product focused content, but it could just be more of that. Let's, you know, go back to what we were talking about with the gated content offers it could be more of just that problem solution focused content that's not even specific yet to your product. You can paint yourself as an expert in this space as the go-to brand for content related to these products. So for example, if we wanted to use that business that I mentioned earlier with the natural bath and body products, this could be content focused on harmful chemicals in your makeup and and skincare products okay so it's not even talking about their products yet that is a big selling point of their products so it, it already is like planting the seed in their mind that hey wow i didn't even know there were so many harmful chemicals in some of these products that i've been using wow that's eye-opening Okay, maybe we, we drip a little call to action at the end because if somebody wants to learn more, we don't want to make it hard for them. But we're starting to already position our product as the best without them even realizing yeah. it. But we're also building an audience of people who care about kind of like holistic health, you know, because at the end of the day, your end consumer for that business is not necessarily just somebody who likes body products. Maybe it could be, but there's so many brands that you could choose from. Their ideal consumer is somebody who wants natural. They, they do not want these harmful chemicals in there. So if you can hook somebody who has that desire already, whether or not they're looking for body products is irrelevant. They could want body products. And even if they don't want it for themselves, they could want it for gift giving to other people. So I just need to identify my avatar through my content and then slowly start introducing them to other solutions, other products that I offer, and then 
hit them with those retargeting ads if they start to engage more with those pieces of content so that I can make sure that they do not forget about me and really, you know, advertise to them till the end of time. It's my, yeah. it's my motto. I love this. And I love that you're talking about the different stages of awareness. We're kind of, we're, we're kind of riffing on the Eugene Schwartz breakthrough advertising five levels of awareness, yep. but you know, to, to kind of stick with the Theragun example, cause it's just, it's kind of fun and it's, it's fresh in our minds right now. We actually worked with a Theragun competitor for a while. And so, uh, you know, we built audiences based on people's search behavior on Google cause we have the ability to do that. Uh, through YouTube and other other platforms on or other mm -hmm. channels on Google, um, you know you could you could have people that are searching for things like um, do percussive therapy devices work or what are percussive therapy devices, right? So they're asking questions that would indicate they've kind of heard about it, but they're like, what is this thing, right? So I'm getting, I, yeah. I need some education here. So for that, we had like this ad that opened with, hey, have you ever seen devices like this and wondered do they work? And if they actually do work, are they worth six hundred bucks or whatever, right? And then and they kind of went into yeah. the story of our product. Um, you could then also target people that are saying like Theragun versus Hyperice, right? So they're, they're searching mm -hmm. for two of the leading brands or Theragun versus yep. whatever else. So now you're just like, okay, they're aware of some of the players, but now they're, now they're really evaluating. So it's like, okay, hey, do you, do you really need to pay premium price to get the benefit of these devices? Or is there another, is there another alternative, right? Uh, and then, and then you begin to just think about what are the questions people are asking at the different stages? I think you can create mm -hmm. organic content for that and paid content for that, amplify it. And, and, and you're so right. Like it, a lot of people just focus on cold traffic, but if you look at some of the nurturing along the way, that's when things become interesting, right? So, so yeah. looking at both organic and paid traffic at different stages of awareness, and then you've got your, your remarketing that's tied in. And, and when you think about this, the way you're describing it, it really helps then for when we go through seasons when ad costs are really expensive, right? So, so this is coming out, you know, as we're approaching actually some, some lower cost times of advertising of the year. But if you look at say the holidays, that's when ad costs are at their highest. Well, if you've got good audience yeah. building in place, then you can shut off top of funnel for a little bit during peak uh, ad cost yes. seasons if you need to, and just focus on that warm mm -hmm. audience. And, and it really is a, a total game changer, but you gotta have the audiences before you need them and so you guys exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So this, this kind of ties in into list building. This is kind of be our last topic uh, before we talk about ways people can get in contact with you. But uh, what about list nurturing and list building? Because that's really related to audience yeah. building. What are your thoughts? What are your tips on, on list building and nurturing? Yeah. So kind of like I mentioned early on, I think it's really important. I do believe that E-commerce brands just, and again, everybody, so I don't want to, you know, point my finger, but most people have a really short-sighted view of their customer buying cycle. You know, they think if I don't convert this person when they see my ad, they're not a potential customer. And that is so untrue. I mean, I just want people to think about their own buying behavior. I have seen ads for e-commerce brands over and over and over and over and over again before I buy. But the reason I buy is because I continue to see them or because I get their emails and I finally read that at the right time or I have that need or maybe the pain is great enough of whatever that problem is at that moment for me to go ahead and make that decision to buy. Or maybe it's like a really special offer. So there was like a uh, at-home manicure kit that I got not too long ago and I had seen the ads 
for a long time. I'm a marketer, so I save ads that I like. Me too. Um, so I'm always a- able to go back to them. Error. When you're building a swipe file, when you're saving ads or screenshotting ads, yep. that's when you know you're a marketing nerd. All the time. And you know, I don't know what it was. I think I, I think I just had a moment where I saw the ad and I was like, man, your nails look really bad. You should probably do something about that. And I, you know, I can't stand to go to the nail salon. I don't have the time to sit there for forever and, and do all that. So whatever I bought it and they had a great offer for the holiday. It was some sort of holiday at the time, like, you know, Labor Day or Memorial Day or something. I got it. It's I've loved it. And I've, again, referred it to multiple people since because it was great. And I bought the upsells. Like I bought six different nail polishes instead of the one that came with the pack. And so you just have to remember that people are not always going to buy the first time they see you and you can't give up on them. And that's where the warm audiences come into play. So you're like nurturing them through your ads. But if you can have the right gated content offers or even promo code offers. So even if you don't have gated content, having a promo code that somebody can use at a later date, I think is critical, especially with social advertising. It's slightly different with, you know, search based because the intent is a little bit higher there. But, you know, I, I talked about this with one of my uh, students who owns like five different pizza restaurants. So they're running ads to different videos. They just have like this direct link for people to go ahead and order online right there. And I'm like, hey, I could be seeing this ad at any point of the day or night, not necessarily gonna be ready to order pizza right that second, but I could be tomorrow at lunch. So what you wanna do is you wanna take that person who's got the interest and give them a reason to give you their contact info right away. So a promo code for that same offer that they were talking about doesn't have to be any different, but giving them, hey, opt in right here, we'll send you the promo code. Even if a promo code does not exist, just make it up and send it to them. It could be the same one for every single person and it could be completely irrelevant to them actually needing that code to acquire the offer. Get them on the list and now hopefully you're going to Start by just like reminding them about that thing if it was more of a direct offer. If it wasn't a direct offer, you're going to kind of take them through that same sort of informational sequence we just talked about with potentially the video content and the ads. Those same articles and those questions about the Theragun, like do these devices really work? What's the difference between this one or that one? You know, what types of pain does this help? You're going to start nurturing them with that informational based content. And it could be content that you already have. So blogs, sending them to a blog, maybe you give them a snippet in the email, send them to your blog. Hopefully on the blog, you're tracking their activity that they've been there. And you also have easier opportunities for them to convert right there on that page. Maybe it's sending them to a video. So today I sent out an email. I did, I did a video for YouTube on like, what is a funnel? Like, what is this? And why does somebody need one? I embed these videos into funnels on my website. I have specific like content focused funnels. I drive people from my email list to that funnel. So I'm not sending them to YouTube with all the the clutter and distraction of these other videos. I've got them right there focusing on me. And then I have an easy opportunity for them to schedule a call right below the video. So, you know, you can hook them with that content through your emails and then you can still get that conversion. You can even send those same people who've already opted in other lead magnets. So 
I had a lead magnet I sent out a couple of weeks ago on a KPI calculator workbook. And the next page after they opt in, it's like, hey, here's a video on how to use it. But also, if you need extra help, schedule a call to see how we can help you. I mean, I got like 20 booked calls from that email in you know the first couple of hours. And it's not a complicated funnel. It's not a complicated anything. It's just having the people on the list first who actually have an interest and have a need. And then giving them a reminder, hey, I'm here. Hey, I can help you. Hey, I have something that, you know, if you're ready for it, I am ready for you because not everybody's ready at the same time. Sometimes it takes people a really long time to even trust a business to give their money to. People can be more particular. Like I have a guy in my mastermind right now. I just launched the mastermind recently. He opted in on a gated content offer two years ago. I had, he had never scheduled a call with us. He had, I I had never heard his name before. You know, I wasn't familiar with him in terms of being like a lead or anything. And then he converted to my highest level offering because it was the right time. He had the need. He trusted me because of the content I had been nurturing him with for the last two years. And now he's one of my best clients. And if people really could think about it like that, you know, whether or not you're you're selling something high ticket, it doesn't matter for a lot of product-based businesses, like the money's in the long-term relationship and the loyalty and the the repeat purchases. Your very best buyers may start out as someone who opts in for info and your nurture convinces them that you are the right business to help them and they could become your best customer and your biggest advocate if you would only give them a chance. But I think most e-commerce businesses, the only emails they might ever be sending are about direct offers. So it's always a, an, an ask, it's always a take. It's never a give. You gotta, you gotta balance it out. The give and the take should both be there, but the give is where people see who you are and what you're made of. And again, establish that relationship. Like maybe you've got humor to your brand that insert that like it doesn't have to be about your product all the time it can be about the culture of your product it can be you know about that avatar and just kind of like get creative with it and have some fun with it and I think you'll be surprised at what a little nurture to your existing list I don't care how big they are what that can do for your sales if you give it 30 days of like I'm going to consistently email with great content for 30 days I'm going to look at my sales and see what happens and I think you'll be Pleasantly surprised. I love it. Love it so much. I, I think yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, we um, we just stop short, right? We stop short, or we don't we don't approach this properly. I I was actually um, uh, speaking at an event in LA a couple weeks ago that the gorgeous put on their uh, their an e-commerce help desk company, but it was it was about uh, retention based marketing, and so I gave a talk on next level remarketing and a loyalty advertising, right? Because this is something that mm-hmm. a lot of people, like everybody's doing it, everybody's bad at it, right? We're just not running remarketing campaigns properly. We're not nurturing our list properly, just just like you said, right? And, and I love the story of the guy who got a tripwire offer two years ago, but he's consuming your content. Finally, the timing's right, the trust is there, right? We're, we're, we should be looking at how do we build this know, like, and trust, right? Where people know us, they like yeah. us, they trust us, and they're gonna buy from us. Anyway, I just shared this example when I was talking at this event in LA and I said, hey, the greatest book ever written for remarketing and retention marketing is this. And people are like getting ready to write it down, you know? And I'm like, it's Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss, right? <laughs> it's just a joke, but, but, but it's actually kind of real, right? So if you look at, at Sam I Am, he's saying, hey, 
Would you try it with a fox? Okay, okay, got it. But would you try it with a box? What about on a trainer? What about in the rain? What about? And so it's like coming at this from different angles. Like, would you try it here or there? Would you do? And and eventually, and 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 obviously he's a little bit pesky, a little bit too much maybe. Uh, but eventually the guy's like, fine, I'll try the green eggs and ham, and then he loves it, you know. So that's the the story. But that's sort of what we should do, but in a cool way, in a charming way, in a fun yeah. way, in a funny way. Mm -hmm. How do we like just approach it from all different angles and remind, remind, remind until someone is like, yeah, that's the timing is right. I want that and I want it now. And so uh, I know I think we overestimate a lot of times um, how much our potential customers are thinking about us. Truthfully, yes. they're not thinking about us that much. About us we are not on their mind that much. Yeah. You've got to like you have to remind them that you're there and often because life's busy for everybody, you know, your customers, they have a family, most likely they've got a job, they've got hobbies, they've got things on their mind, and they are not sitting around thinking about you, even if that problem that that you solve is pestering them on a regular basis. Yeah. People get just comfortable with their problems sometimes. And they're not in that solution seeking mode always until that moment that, that the pain, physical or emotional or whatever, is great enough to make them act. And that's when they search for you or that's when they convert on that ad when they're, you know, they've got an earache and they're scrolling at 3 o'clock in the morning and you've got some sort of, you know, solution for it or whatever. So you just have to stay present and stay consistent and truthfully believe that, you know, your customer's worth waiting for. Yeah. And that, that they, if you are asking them to give you their money and their time and their attention and hopefully create this long relationship with you, you have got to be willing to, you know, do whatever it takes to gain their trust and their business. Um, and luckily with ads and automation and all that jazz, it can be pretty easy once you get those things set up. You don't have to be spending your personal time doing it, but the tech will do the work for you if you do it the right way. Absolutely. I think we overestimate the amount of time our customers, even existing customers, think about us. We overestimate the amount of attention that prospects are giving us. And we mm -hmm. underestimate the allure and the number of competitors and other, you know, like direct competitors and indirect competitors that are competing for our customers' attention and, and interest Absolutely. and action. And so, uh, yeah, Ali, this has been fabulous. We could keep going. Like, I don't really want this conversation in. It's been super fun. Uh, but we are running out of time. So um, as we wrap up, if someone's like, okay, this is great. I need more Allie Boyd in my life. Where can they find you? Where can they connect with you on the socials? Any specific offers? What should they do next? Yeah, so you can go to my website, AllieBloyd.com, A-L-L-I-E-B-L-O-Y-D.com. You can see, you know, potentially how I could help you on a business level. Other than that, you can connect with me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube primarily at Allie Bloyd or at Allie Bloyd Media. Um, and I do have the Marketing Inc. podcast, which, you know, is, I think, fabulous. So if you want to hear me in your ear a little bit more, that's a great place to go as well. And, you know, ultimately, my offer to you is this, you know, you're not really my customer if you're just a straight e-commerce business. But if you have a local business, if you are an info product seller or, you know, coach and consultant, and you want to say, okay, how can I, how can I get that piece of my business really rocking and rolling? Then I have a great 12 month mentorship, hands-on, uh, lots of 
resources and, you know, easy buttons provided to you. So if you want to check that out, again, just the website, schedule a quick call and we'll see if it's a good fit. If it's not, we'll let you know. So awesome. would love to connect with all of you. Allie Bloyd, ladies and gentlemen. So I will link to everything in the show notes so you can check it out there. But Allie, thank you so much. This has been a blast. Uh, really, Thanks really for having good. me. Awesome. Same here. And have a great day. Always. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'd love your feedback. Hey, we'd love that review on iTunes. If you haven't done it yet, if you've been listening for a while, haven't left a review on iTunes, today is the day. We'd love to see that five-star review if you feel like we've earned it. And uh, do check out Ali's information. Uh, you will not be disappointed. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.